listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, the podcast of author Josh Vasquez. That's me, and this is a podcast where I talk about all kinds of things. I talk about writing books, zombies, nerdy things, and pretty much whatever my heart desires, because, well, this is, this is my podcast, and uh, yeah, so hey, uh, welcome back to the show. Um, yeah, so it is a Thursday which is a little bit later in the week than I planned on getting this out. But, you know, life be like that sometimes, and that's the th- beauty of doing my own podcast is, uh, you know, they tell you that uh, if you want to be a successful podcast, if you want to do well in the world of podcasting, you need to be consistent, and you need to be right on uh, at the same time so your listeners know when to expect a new podcast. And you know what? There's probably a lot of truth in that, but just probably not gonna do that because uh that's the whole point of me doing this podcast is just doing it uh kind of like uh, on my way to work in the morning uh i record it uh as i'm just doing my little daily commute and uh talk about whatever uh whatever's crossing my mind that day or not that day but this week um so today's episode is uh about uh, the most recent movie that you probably haven't even heard of. Um, so, uh, you know, everything's really big right now with the uh, Joker just coming out in theaters. I have still yet to see it. I'd like to go see it. Um, I like to hold uh, my thoughts for uh, movies until I see them um, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, so today's episode is about the movie doom annihilation and the reason you probably didn't hear about it is uh unless you listen to this podcast because i've mentioned it several times um is because it was a straight to uh straight to video uh deal um, which is kind of an i guess kind of unusual because doom's a pretty decently big you know property that i think of uh but, uh, so, yeah, uh, anyways, uh, I just watched it, I pre-ordered it, actually, and, uh, came out October 1st, so it showed up on my porch, uh, a couple days after, due to Amazon Prime, and, uh, I was really hoping that they'd, like, surprise me and it'd, like, be there October 1st, but it was not, um, so... But anyways, yeah, so I watched that this weekend, and I have some thoughts on it. And if you've listened to this show, then you know that uh, Doom is a big part of kind of what uh, helped shape me as a writer and really helped shape my zombie books, Um, that there is uh, a lot of of Doom uh, stuff that you, and nods that you find in, in my book. Um, so, uh, in my book series, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, let's see, uh, I know that, you know, for, like, the eight of you that listen to this podcast, like, you've probably, uh, already heard me do the little spiel, but you know what, might have some new listeners, might have some people that are just tuning in today, and you know what, I want them to feel included, I don't want them to feel excluded, because that's the opposite of included, alright, so, um, long story short, uh, I remember being introduced to the game Doom uh, at uh, some of my second cousin's house. Uh, they were a little bit older than me. Uh, really, you know, just like what, as a little kid, I was like, oh man, 
these two guys are the coolest and so um everything that they did was just like oh man i just i want to i want to play with the toys that they have they have like all like the terminator and alien just all these cool action figures and stuff like that and it's like oh man i want to play with all this stuff except i was a little kid so my voice was probably like oh man i want to play with all this stuff and um so anyways uh they were playing doom up on the computer uh probably was just uh you know tagging along and uh being annoying and i just remember seeing it and seeing like this 3d world and i'm like dude this is this is nuts dude and of course like i'm like super little not super little but like probably should not have been watching the the gore that was on on that screen um but it stuck with me it stuck with me um until uh, a little bit later in my life i think around uh fifth grade uh, fourth grade ish i got a little uh a little game in my cereal box because back in the day you, you used to get stuff in your cereal box you didn't have to send five upc codes or scan your receipts or whatever to get a little cheap little toy it just came in the box it was amazing it was great um, so I got this game, it was called Checks Quest, and it was basically, you're like this, uh, hero for Check Serial, and you're fighting all these, uh, like, alien monsters. Uh, but anyways, I love this game. Come to find out, it was actually just a, like, a wad, or, like, a port of Doom, just reskinned. And I was like, oh, man, so that made me want to seek out, uh, the actual game. I remembered my cousins playing it, so I finally got it. Um, was it middle, middle school-ish, maybe? Yeah, it was probably about 8th grade, 7th to 8th grade. Um, I finally got the game, and I played that game all the time. Uh, I didn't really have uh, one of the current uh, systems at the time. So I, uh... So I just had the I just had the home computer, you know, and so I had the PC. Uh, it was a compact Presario, and it had a CD-ROM drive, y'all, a CD-ROM drive, so you could play all your CD-ROMs and things. So, anyways, uh, yeah, got that. It was actually the Ultimate Doom for was it Windows 95? No, it was on Windows 95. Was it? wasn't that long ago I'm not that old um anyways so yeah but it was an older version of Doom. well not one of the oldest versions but it, an older version of Doom and uh yeah so it was uh all four episodes of the first Doom game so uh it's Knee Deep in the Dead and oh, stink what is the second one called I'm going drawing blank I know then it's Inferno, and then it's Thy Flesh Consumed. What's the second one called? Is it The Shores of Hell? Ah, man. I am drawing a big old blank, and I feel like a big old dummy, y'all. Anyway, I swear I'm going to get back to the movie. So, played that countless, countless hours uh, in my adolescence. Uh, I get in the ninth grade. Um, I pitch this idea to my friends during the Halloween times we should write some scary stories and they're like yeah let's do that but really what they meant is like yeah you do that and we're we're not gonna do that joshua so anyways i went ahead and wrote this little like two-page short story 
um, cliffhanger ending, and um, they were like, hey, this is, this is actually kind of good. You should write more. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And so because I was very young in my writing, um, basically what I did is I just kind of ripped off a lot of stuff from Doom. And I don't really say ripped off. It was like, I guess it was like fan fiction before I knew what fan fiction was. And um, so it basically the story was uh, simply it was me and my friends. Um, and, uh, basically kind of what would happen if like the doom universe took over our school. And, uh, so anyways, really silly, lots of monsters and demons and, uh, testosterone fueled hijinks. And, uh, yeah, so it was fun. Uh, I, I never finished it, but I had written an outline for it. And I had the outline for the book, and then not only that, but two two full sequels, which kind of uh, went into an even wider scope than just the Doom games, and uh, was almost kind of uh, um, Ready Player One kind of esque, you know. Uh, there's a lot of video game stuff in there, uh, but yeah. So, anyways. Doom was very instrumental in uh, getting me uh, started with writing, and not only just writing, but like writing like big projects such as like as novels. Uh, when it came to write the uh, Savannah Zombie novels, I pulled a lot of inspiration from you know zombie movies, zombie games, um, uh, zombie books, and uh, yeah, Doom. Doom was one of those games that I pulled inspiration from. Uh, just because uh, I had so much fun playing it growing up, and um, I just loved the fast-paced action of Doom, and which they've been able to recreate in the most recent Doom games. Um, and uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I strive for in the books is kind of like not almost non-stop action, uh, but like it's it. Yeah, I try to keep the pace going, you know. And I, that's one of the things that I, I get from Doom. All right, so fast forward to 2019. All right, so um, not too long ago, uh, I didn't look up the exact date, but it's on my Instagram. I made a post about Doom Annihilation's uh, teaser trailer that they released. Because um, they released this teaser trailer, and there's no other way to say it. It was just a bad teaser trailer. It was not good. Um, so, yeah, I made, uh, I made a meme about it, because, you know, that's what we do on the internets nowadays, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, and there's, like, uh, uh, the internet's been outlawed because too many people got upset about it, uh, we used to make memes, and, uh, so, <laughs> and memes are, they're like, funny pictures with, with words on them, and they, sometimes they meant things, sometimes they just didn't mean anything, you know, sometimes they were just too dead, and, uh, so, anyways, made this meme about it uh it was a picture from uh the godfather um it's the one that says look how they uh ruined my boy or something like that or destroyed my boy uh Ma oh look how they massacred massacred my boy and it was just a picture of like the doom annihilation title anyways um probably one of my most popular <laughs> posts on instagram uh i just looked at it this morning to kind of get an idea it was like 235 five likes which is a good bit for me um i don't normally uh pull the 
pull the big likes in on Instagram. It's just something fun I like to do. Uh, I don't try to make like a career out of it like some of my fellow millennials. Um, so, anyways, got a lot of uh, got a lot of feedback on that post. Uh, I did an episode on the podcast, so if you have been listening, or if you're a new listener, you can go back and listen to that episode where I talk about uh, what I think would make a good Doom movie and uh, things that I hope to see in Doom Annihilation. I really probably should have re-listened to that episode as far uh, as getting a good grip on talking about this one, but I think this is going to be two parts because uh, I've been talking for a long time and I'm getting just so closer to work and so there might this might not get posted until tomorrow so uh, yeah so that's my bad y'all but uh, I didn't realize I had 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 that much to say about this 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 episode so anyways um, made the post uh, got a lot of feedback on it did the episode and uh, did the episode on the podcast about things that I would thought uh, or things that I would like to see in the movie, some of them uh, I did not, uh, but I uh, will say this: I was I was very impressed with the movie um, as a whole. Um, I feel like the biggest flaw that that movie had was releasing that teaser trailer. Um, and I know that's uh, I know that's normally out of the hands of like the director and um, the people that made the movie. Kind of that's more it kind of falls I think under I, th- I mean this is just my understanding of it uh, that the teaser trailer kind of falls under the studio and the studio is probably like all right we need to make a, something to, to promote this movie and it falls under more of like advertising than it does actually like the people that you know, put their heart and soul in the movie, uh, so, yeah, it was just a bad teaser trailer, uh, if you get a chance, uh, you should definitely at least check it out to see what I'm talking about, and, uh, when it comes to, to uh, trailers for movies, not a good one, it, it reminded me a lot of the, uh, Batman vs. Superman teaser trailer, like, the first one that came out, which, uh, ended with, uh, Batman saying, do you bleed, you will, ha <laughs> He didn't laugh. I add that part because it's so hard for me not to add that part when I, <laughs> when I quote that uh, because it was just laughable and uh, it was just not a good teaser trailer as well. But the movie, I felt like the movie turned out really well. Um, so uh, anyways, yeah, Doom Annihilation, it came out, watched it this weekend, uh, watched it uh, at night uh, when my family was sleeping because not probably uh, an appropriate movie to watch when you got little ones uh, walking around and stuff like that so um, let's see where do I start where do I start Uh, you know what let's start with a little bit more so they they released this teaser trailer and they just received so much so much hate and some of it was I would say deserved because of the bad trailer and then some of it, so much of it was just like internet trolls and just haters. And it's like, I don't know where all these toxic fan bases came from. Like if they've always been there and the internet has just given them more of a voice. Uh, but I just feel like it's like so much more like prevalent nowadays, which is just crazy. Um, but like the weird thing about it is like, 
I think, I don't know, because here's the interesting thing, like, id, um, who, uh, makes Doom, they, uh, were supposed to release, uh, the new Doom game, Doom Eternal, I believe, like, next month, and they just, uh, made a little press release, like, the past couple days, they're like, hey, uh, we want this game to be the best that it possibly can, uh, we don't think that it's gonna be that by the release date, we wanna push it back until March. For the most part, everybody was, like, pretty on board with it, um, and there were still a few people that were like, you know, oh man, this sucks, you guys suck, ah, blah, 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 blah. Um, but uh, for the most part, uh, like I follow a few like Doom like fan pages and stuff on uh, Instagram, and like everybody seemed really supportive of it. And I think the difference is, is because like it has like super earned the Doom community's like trust with, with Doom uh, 2016, that game, because it was so good. Um, so I think when it came like to the movie and when the Doom Annihilation trailer dropped, like we were kind of already like when it came to a Doom movie, we were like the last one was not great. Um, and um, my in my opinion about the the first Doom movie is that it is a good movie. It's just not really Doom. It's like an alien movie with some Doom things thrown in it. Um, it's very safe studio movie. Uh, that's basically the way that I describe it. Is that it's like, hey, we have this Doom property. Uh, let's let's make this this alien movie. But let's make it you know safe enough for casual audience, so they won't be like super overwhelmed. Uh, it was before 2016, before that Doom game. Um, so it did draw a lot from Doom 3, which is still kind of, I guess, just divisive during, uh, in the Doom community, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I think, like, this movie, like, it just kind of had the, the cards stacked against it with a previously mediocre Doom-ish movie, and, uh, so, yeah, when it released that bad trailer out the gates, they just kind of, uh, kind of just, uh, man, just made it hard, made it hard to get some traction, uh, one of the, uh, the main actress in the movie, uh, Amy Manson, she, uh, I believe she posted a picture on Twitter, uh, it was her in, like, uh, just her, uh, outfit in the movie, and she's, like, leaning back on a chair, and, um, she, I think she was responding to some of the, uh, like, the haters and trolls, uh, about the, the trailer, uh, who were complaining that there was no Doom guy, there was no Doom Slayer, um, and it was her just in her, uh, her costume, and she said, who needs a, a Doom guy, and, uh, I feel like that did not help, like, it kind of just, uh, was like throwing gasoline on a fire, and, um, so I kind of noticed, like, during their advertising, and as they, like, started, you know, like, rolling stuff out, uh, it just got real quiet for a while, um, until, like, a couple of weeks, right before the, uh, launch of the movie, they started, uh, kind of reposting things to the Instagram, uh, they cleaned up some of the stuff, like, I went back and looked for that post, and, um, uh, I saw it on her Instagram, I think, but the caption had changed, so it didn't say the same thing, um, which I felt like was probably, probably a good idea, 
and uh, anyways, so yeah, they had to like really like they, they it seems like they took a step back from their advertising and they uh they uh yeah they had to just basically kind of like <laughs> clean house a little bit but the weeks uh weeks coming up to the the actual movie's launch uh they started releasing little clips on uh on instagram and honestly they felt like it would have done better if they had just done that because like the clips that they shared were they were funny uh they were campy and uh they showcased the uh like the monsters a little bit better uh whether it's the zombies and the demons uh the imps i guess so uh yeah it was uh yeah i don't know if they just like had a new advertising team but they definitely did better there towards the end um, uh, I think a lot more people were on board, which was super interesting to see too. Cause like, you'd still get like people like in the comments be like, this is not a doom movie. There's no doom guy. How you make a doom movie with no doom guy? Ah, blah, blah, blah. I want Doritos. I want Mountain Dew. Um, so, um, sorry. That's just my, uh, rendition of those, uh, those, those guys on the internet, you know? Um, cause they're all guys. There ain't no girls on the internet making complaints like that. No, there really, there really isn't. Like, <laughs> like I'm. There are not just not about not about doom. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, it's definitely more of a uh, uh, a male-driven hate there. So uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is it is it toxic masculinity or is that, I can't say it. I can't say masculinity early in the morning, guys. Um, I don't know what it is. Masculinity. All right. Uh, I don't even know if I said it right that time because you started saying a word too many times and it just sounds wrong. Uh, so, but anyways. Uh, yep. So I am just about to work. So I'm gonna have to do the whole review part of the movie. Um, I guess after work. <laughs> um, but I get fired up about Doom, man. Yes, I don't. I don't know if it comes through in the podcast, but I just I love this game. It's the best. Um, so uh, yep. I'm trying to think of a good place to end this on. Uh, but yeah, my views on uh, on this movie have definitely changed over the course of its uh, announcement and uh, release. Uh, I started off kind of like, oh man, like what are, what are, what are you guys doing? Like why are you why are you making another bad Doom movie? Like why is it why is it so hard to make a good one? It's not hard. Why are we making this so difficult? Um, and, uh, you know, led me to, you know, make a post about it on Instagram and a podcast episode. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with this movie. Uh, I can't wait to actually talk about it. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's just the biggest, biggest tease ever. I've just like teased you for uh, like 30 minutes on talking about this movie and have yet to talk about it, uh, really. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good, y'all. I, I, I enjoyed it. And, um, I felt like it is the stronger of the two Doom movies. Um, and I say that and I am, I am not ashamed. <laughs> so I definitely believe that, uh, 
it's uh, it's top dog when it comes to Doom movies. Uh, I hope that uh, it does well. Uh, it seems like it is uh, for a uh, straight to video, straight to I guess Blu-ray uh, movie, and uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime uh, now. You can uh, digital download it. Uh, I believe it's worth uh, picking up. It's a good, fun movie. Uh, it's Halloween time, y'all. Uh, so, uh, yeah, pick it up. Check it out. And um, I'm at work now, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take a little break, do a little ad sponsorship. Hey, um, before, we, before we break, a little ad sh- within the show. Um, I've, I've recently uh, started adding on to the episode adding adding on to the episode because uh, it's an ad guys um so uh yeah if if you're an author hey what's up you know how's it going uh especially if you're a self-published author you know or an indie author or you know even a small press author um i know what it's like uh trying to get your stuff out there in the world trying to get in in front of uh people that want to read your book or you know people that would be interested in reading your book or people with friends that would want to read your book you know christmas is just around the corner it's october y'all that's nuts so uh yeah it's time to start thinking about uh, start thinking about gifts you know uh it's too early for christmas music on the radio stay away i i uh, i love christmas music right now but in my in this part of my life there was a part of my life i didn't but i don't like hearing it until after thanksgiving like just get the heck out of here christmas music uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, if you are a indie author, self-published author, small press author, and you want to try and get your books in front of an audience who loves like nerdy stuff, zombies, books, uh, writing, all the stuff that I talk about on the Savannah Zombie Podcast, hey, reach out to me, um, and uh, we'll see about getting you uh, an ad spot on one of my shows. How this is going to work is basically you will kind of just sponsor that episode, and your ad will be on that episode until the end of time, or until, you know, like, the servers crash and, like, all my data is just, like, lost and erased. Um, You know, whichever one comes first. Uh, nuclear apocalypse, zombie apocalypse, um, climate change apocalypse, <laughs> whatever your apocalypse, um, yeah, your your episode will your ad will be on there forever. So um, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, reach out to me. You can hit me at Josh at SavannahZombieNovel.com, um, and uh, that should still uh, forward it to uh, my personal email. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Or you can, uh, if you're listening on Anchor FM, you can leave me a a message, a voicemail, which is a pretty cool feature that they have. Um, Or you can just find me on Instagram. Shoot me a DM on Savannah Zombie Novel um, page. and um, Or just make a comment in one of my most recent pages or posts. Um, Yeah, and just, just, you know, holler at me and we'll get you sponsored. Uh, I had my buddy uh, Adam Messer, fellow writer here in Savannah, uh, zombie, uh, no, excuse me, he writes the Savannah Vampire series, um, and, uh, he reached out to me, so he's gonna be having a sponsored episode coming up soon, um, and, uh, pretty excited about getting that on there, and, uh, yeah, so, hey, if you're, if you're just, if you're just a little guy in a, in a giant pond of, the giant sea of Amazon listings, hey, 
holla at your boy, you know? Let's get your ad, let's get your books, let's get your stuff in front of people, you know? I'm all about sharing sharing the wealth, you know? Let's let's spread it around, Bernie Sanders style. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. Um, but, yeah, so that's it. We're going to take a break. Uh, you hear the uh, ad sponsorship, me talk about Anchor FM, how cool it is, how you should get on that Anchor FM train, um, if that's something that you are interested in. So, all right, time for me to go to work, and I'll talk to y'all later. Hey, welcome back to part two of this review episode of Doom Annihilation. And by part two episode, I mean, uh, yeah, there's two parts. Uh, first part really wasn't much of a review. More of me kind of just rambling about why I love Doom so much and just a little bit about this movie. Uh, yeah, so, hey, welcome back. Uh, not really so much, uh, welcome back for you, because it's been, like, what, a couple of minutes? <laughs> uh, for me, it's been, uh, I don't know, a uh, day. Uh, so, yeah, I recorded this second half, uh, yesterday, and on my way home, and, uh, got home. Something happened with my phone, not exactly sure what happened. I think my headphones came unplugged or something. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, it, it just didn't save the whole the whole episode I just recorded. And I was like, no! Oh, man, it was a bummer. So, here I am recording the second part of this episode uh, one more time. So, uh, yep, not as, uh, not as much pep in my step as, as, uh, as yesterday's recording, because uh, uh, normally after work when I record episodes, I'm a little bit more loopy. Right now, it's a little bit more forced, y'all. Haven't quite <laughs> woken up yet. Haven't had that coffee yet. Um, uh, right now, I'm just drinking like a little uh, energy packet that I put in. You, you mix in the, with, with the water and all that. One of those things. Uh, it's not quite the same as coffee, but you know, it'll do. So if you hear any slurping in the background, that's what it is. Don't be alarmed. Just me drinking some some energy juice. All right, just get me to work so I can so I can get some coffee. All right, y'all. So uh, yesterday, uh, before I left the house, before I even recorded part one of this episode, I downloaded to my phone in the movies anywhere app, Doom Annihilation, and uh, as I was uh, doing my drive. Uh, for work uh, in the truck and all that, I just uh, plugged it into the Bluetooth into the uh, radio and had it playing in the background so I could kind of listen to it, get a get a second feel for it. Not really watching it because that's not safe, y'all. Come on, man, safety first. No, just listening to it in the background, uh, kind of like just letting it let, letting it play. Uh, and uh, yeah, so just uh, trying to you know jog my memory on it because I did watch it this past. Sunday night, yeah, so just trying to just get my mind back around it, and, uh, so let's, let's just start off with, with the grade, all right, let's, let's, let's grade this movie, so out of 10 zombies, no, I'm just kidding, I don't have a grading system, but, like, out of 10, 
I give this movie a solid eight. Um, it's really good for what it is. Uh, you just are really, I mean, as long as you don't go into this movie like expecting like, you know, triple A blockbuster like you know, big tentpole movie from like the like the summer and all that. Like as long as you like go into the, this uh, movie watching experience. Uh, and you're kind of expecting some low budgetness, kind of some cheesy, some cheesiness. Yeah, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Um, I personally enjoy those types of movies, so um, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it felt more like Doom than the original Doom movie, uh, which I'm glad I get to re uh, re-record this because like, I got completely blanked on when that movie came out and uh, got my years mixed up. Because I remember going to see that movie uh, with my wife, then at the time girlfriend. Uh, it was like one of the first movies that uh, we went and saw uh, that wasn't a rom com. I was like, "Hey, this movie's coming out, and I really like this. Would you go see it with me?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll go see it with you because I like you, and and this relationship's new, and I want to impress you." And then like it was like, <laughs> it was definitely a movie she she wouldn't she wouldn't go see. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, it came out in 2005, uh, original movie. But yeah, this this uh, Doom Annihilation, I think it feels more like Doom than the, its predecessor. Uh, both made by Universal, but uh, I think this one definitely uh, fit the bill a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, I give this 8 out of 10. I think it's a solid B+. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing about it is that it was a lot of fun. So, uh, story-wise, it's pretty, uh, starts off pretty standard for, uh, you know, sci-fi kind of horror flick. Uh, you got some space marines in, in space, and they're headed to Phobos, which is one of the moons of Mars, which is another awesome, uh, Doom thing, because that's where the first game takes place. Uh, I think... It, starting in Doom 3, they just started going to Mars and kind of, uh, I think in uh, the 2016 version, they're on, they're on Mars as well. Um, so in the original movie, they just go to Mars. And I feel like it's uh, a good nod to like the original games, like the PC games, that this, this movie takes place on Phobos, which is the actual one of the moons. And uh, that's that's where the that's where the game started. So that that was pretty cool, especially for someone who's been playing Doom for however long I've been playing it. Um, so yeah, that that was cool. They they go there. There's a distress call. Uh, they're or they're sent there on a security detail, and then like as they're in pro in route there, there's a distress call, and so they got to check it out. Uh, find the base is like overrun with uh, zombies and demons, and uh, yeah. It's, it's very Doom-like in story, which, uh, I mean, if you played the original games, there's really not much story. Just that hell has taken over these uh, moon bases, and as uh, the lone marine left standing, you kind of, like, fight your way through just trying to, trying to escape, you know? Just trying to get out of there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's not, like, it's not super deep on story, which I think is good for movies, that they can kind of uh, further explore some areas that aren't uh, explored in the games. I know, like a lot of uh, 
like the internet uh, haters and trolls and stuff like that were like, oh, it's just no deal guy. And if it's no deal guy, it can't be deal. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm going to go get some Doritos and not do right now. I'll be right back. And um, yeah, so like, it's just like the movies and video games are, are different. And especially like first person shooters, like first person shooters, like the whole point is to in put the player like you put the player into the game like so you're the one experience it and that's like the whole point of like the doom guy and like the doom slayer like it's not really supposed to be like somebody it's supposed to be supposed to be you like um you are the doom guy doom slayer um so the fact that there are like different characters in this movie um that's just it just makes sense because you just you can't just do it i mean there's hardcore henry but like which has some like cool scenes on it but like uh i i remember trying to watch it and i got i just got kind of kind of bored with it it was like it was like um kind of watching watching a video game that you just couldn't play (laughs) and uh i like watching somebody play a video game uh but uh yeah so like the fact that there's different characters and another thing like that's like if you're like a longtime doom fan uh like you know that when uh doom was originally made that they actually had like different characters and um like a kind of a a loose storyline to the game uh i can't remember who who it was on uh on the original uh id software team um top of my head but he had written basically what was called like the doom bible and it was like basically just all like the lore and stuff like this and i think it they they scrapped it and just kept it like they wanted to keep it like kind of very simple um uh but like there's like all these different characters and stuff like that so like when you get into this movie a lot of that feels kind of like some of that stuff um it's a somewhat multicultural team of marines uh I don't think they ever really said, but I'm assuming that, that these are not, like, just U.S. Marine, uh, like, Marine Corps. Um, I believe these are kind of more like a Space Marine or, like, the Colonial Marines from Aliens. Uh, which, it, so, this is one of my things, too. I guess it's not really a negative, but it was kind of one of the things that just t- took it away from me. So, it is a, like, somewhat multicultural team. Uh, there's men and women. Uh, there are, uh, you know, people of different races on there, uh, but there are also, so there's okay, the main character, Joan Dark. She's played by a Scottish actress, Amy Manson, um, and obviously she has a Scottish accent, but in the movie she does the, you know, movies always, like, they always make them have American accents, and I felt like there was a few times in the movie where you could kind of hear her accent break. I think it was more like during like like the yelling or like the angry um, scenes, because <laughs> I feel like the Scottish Scottish accent probably does come out a little bit more when you're when you're angry. Um, dude, really? What a wiener! Sorry, I'm I'm on my way to work and like there's. Uh, uh, turning lane and then a straight lane and this guy like speeds up and gets in the turning lane and then when the light turns green he just takes off and goes straight and so you sir you sir are a big wiener 
And look, now we're now we're all at the same red light. Don't you don't you just feel silly about your life? Make better life decisions, man. Anyways, I digress. Uh, so yeah, she's a Scottish actress. She has Scottish accent. Uh, there's a few times in the movie where you uh, kind of just the accent, her American accent breaks. And that's just one thing that like I, I get is probably like a studio decision for for that. I would I would imagine that seems like a studio thing to do. Um, but uh, I don't with being on a, like a multicultural team. Why? Just, just make her Scottish, you know. <laughs> like, um, uh, I, I think that would have been fine, because, especially because, like, this is like in space, like it takes place in, uh, obviously, in outer space, and like this is not, I don't think, a current, like present, te- present day. Like, there's some like technology and stuff that we don't have yet, such as you know spaceships. Um, so, like. This is obviously a little bit more of the future. Like, it could be, like, a international kind of team of, like, specialists and all that. So, I felt like that was one thing that kind of took away from it. There's a few other uh, actors, actresses in the movie. You could tell that uh, American English is not their first uh, first way of, of speaking. Um, so, not to uh, downplay on their English or their American accents. But you could kind of just tell in some of the scenes that... It's just like, not that, I don't know, it's like, the, maybe like they they weren't used to saying uh, certain things in, in an American accent that way, and it just kind of sounds off, but you get that kind of with lower budget movies, so like I, like as watching it, I wasn't really like taken back by it, but like just saying, as a movie, you know, just looking at it from a, you know, movie perspective, you know, like it's just a couple of things that like, you kind of just saw the cracks and kind of saw the seams on things. Um, uh, one of the things that, uh, stood out to me, uh, is not really, uh, uh, like I said, these aren't, I don't, I wouldn't really say these are negatives, but just things that didn't give it the full, like, 10 for me. Uh, the guns looked kind of fake. Um, well, they looked pretty fake. They looked like plastic. Uh, there was a lot of scenes where you can kind of just, like, see where they didn't look like real guns. Uh, which, uh, not, not a big deal. Uh, they're kind of futuristic, uh, looking guns for the most part, so you can kind of get away with it. Um, but, uh, with Doom being, like, such a, like, kind of gun-focused game, I feel like a little bit more attention to detail there would have been, would have been great. Uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, versatility in guns, too. Uh, that was one... It was a thing that I liked and I disliked about the original movies. Like, everybody had, like, their own, like, special gun, which was cool, but it was also kind of, like, cheesy because, like, their guns, like, all, like, you know, like, said their, like, their ID names and all that, which kind of sound like a gamer tag. But, um, yeah, they kind of just all had, like, the standard, like, uh, assault rifle uh, kind of deal in, uh, in, in this movie. Uh, except for the captain who had his trusty... Uh, double-barreled shotgun, uh, which of course is a callback to the original games, and um, which, uh, the double-barreled shotgun actually didn't show up until Doom 2, um, but yeah, it was a cool callback to that, and a uh, little Easter egg there is uh, when they're doing the whole load-up scene, uh, the captain gets his shotgun, and one of the Marines is like, oh, why are you, you going to bring that old, that old thing? And the captain's like, you guys got your toys, I got mine. And it does the, like, you know, cool guy, like, cocks the shotgun and all that. 
But uh, when uh, id Software originally made Doom, they actually used toy guns for the models for uh, for the guns. So yeah, it's kind of just a little cool, like nod to nod to that there. Uh, that they that <laughs> he's talking about his toy, and it actually really was a toy in the beginning. So um, yeah, speaking of that uh, load up scene where they're like all like getting ready to like go to battle and all that stuff, getting their guns all gunned up. <laughs> Yeah, guns. Um, so uh, they are doing that, and like that's the only time in the movie when the music really stood out to me. Um, it just sounded like really like basic like Rocky like <laughs> uh, like just like uh, uh, what is the, is the word I'm looking for uh, like not background music but like stock music and um it sounded like maybe like this was the music that they used to like edit to and then they're like oh crap we don't have any music for this scene let's just use this one um it just uh, and this is just me as someone who like uh uh likes the behind the scenes of movies and editing movies and uh aspires to kind of you know make movies eventually one day uh kind of deal um yeah, that's just one thing that stood out to me. Like, that music, like, it just, it it was, I don't know, it just didn't, it just seemed off because it was, I don't know, like, it was, like, very generic, generic, like, load up, <laughs> load up your guns, rock music. So, uh, but uh, I listened, as I was listening, uh, when I was driving, like, and the music throughout the rest of the movie, like, it's very, like, I felt like it, it like, kind of fit, fit the movie very well. Um, so that was, that was good. It was just that one scene for me that, that stood out. Um, let's see, what else about this movie stood out to me? Uh, another cool thing, uh, just a nod to, like, the, the classic Doom games is that the, uh, the AI of the ship is called Daisy, um, and, uh, Daisy is the name of the Doom, uh, the Doom guys, the original Doom guys, uh, Pet Bunny, who he's trying to get back to Earth to for some reason. Um, so yeah, that was just a cool nod there. Uh, uh, very cool thing for me about this movie is, uh, so Doom was, uh, the game was based off of the movies, uh, Alien, Aliens, um, and Evil Dead and, uh, like movies like that. And, uh, so like the creators, John Carmack, John Romero, and the, the whole team at id there, they, uh, they pulled off uh, inspiration from from those movies, and so of course this movie opens up uh, very much like Alien, uh, the Alien series, uh, where they are coming to and waking up out of uh, uh, Cairo sleep, and uh, they're coming out of a four-month sleep, and uh, the opening shot of the main character Joan Dark is very very much like when Ripley wakes up from her sleep. Uh, she wakes up in in the tube and you know, she's wearing tank top and underwear, uh, very much like uh, Ripley was in uh, in Aliens, and so that was that was pretty cool because I mean this is essentially Aliens, but like instead of alien like actual aliens, it's like demons and stuff like that. So it was very cool to see that, uh, just as a nod to that in uh, in cinema as well. And and its uh, inspiration behind the games. Uh, so you see a lot of uh, sci-fi stuff in this movie, which is which is pretty cool. Um, the you have the AI that eventually kind of 
it, it, I don't, I don't know if they fully explained why it went, went rogue, I think it was actually possessed, um, but, uh, yeah, so it kind of goes rogue, so you have that rogue AI too as well, which, uh, harkens back to uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and, uh, many other, uh, sci-fi, sci-fi movies, where the AI just, you know, doesn't want to, doesn't want to cooperate, and so, yeah, um, so if you like, uh, like all of those movies, and you enjoy low-budget kind of deals, uh, and I say this is, I say, I keep saying low-budget, uh, I know, I know I said it a lot in, like, this, uh, part I recorded yesterday that didn't get saved for some reason, um, and I keep, like, just nervously checking my phone to make sure it's recording this time, um, yeah, so, like, I keep saying it's low budget. I don't really know what the budget was on this, but I'm just kind of assuming that that it is due to uh, how the movie turned out and the fact that it was not released theatrically um, and that it was uh, just kind of relate, released straight to video. So, uh, yeah, I don't really honestly know what the budget was for it um, or where it stands in, like, the whole, like, scheme of, like, big budget, medium budget, low budget movies, but still, it's really good, it's really fun, guys, it's October, you know, falls, trying to get here, here in Savannah, like, we had our first week of, like, not sweltering weather this, this past week, and I gotta tell you, I walked outside today, and it was a crisp, Uh, right now, my thermometer says 63 degrees, and guys, I can't tell you, how good that feels <laughs> after a summer of sweltering heat walking outside first thing in the morning sun's not even up yet and it's already 85 degrees out like <laughs> i can't tell you how good it feels for some cooler weather i'm drinking like pumpkin spice coffee just ah enjoying fall but uh yeah so it's october y'all it it's you know it's halloween's quickly approaching so yeah if you're if you're looking to kind of get in in the the halloween mood i definitely recommend doom annihilation it's available for rent on uh all your wherever you rent movies online amazon prime uh where wherever you wherever you guys do it it's available to rent there uh i, w- I would definitely say it is a hundred percent worth the rent i would say if you're a doom fan if you like uh uh, horror movies and sci-fi movies like this, uh, it's definitely worth the buy, I think, uh, I think it's a good, good movie, um, and, uh, if you're a Doom fan, you definitely should buy it to kind of hopefully spur the, uh, studios to make another one, um, because I think, I think this movie deserves a sequel, and I think it deserves a sequel with a bigger budget, so I think everybody in the, in the cast, um, did a good job. Um, uh, I won't spoil, <laughs> I won't spoil who survives, but yeah, so I hope, hopefully, <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, they, they make another one and they get another, another superb, superb cast. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think everybody, uh, did a really good job in this movie. Um, there's a few times where it just seemed like, uh, they, uh, it was almost like they was like, all right, this is the best take we have, um, so we kind of have to use this one. We just they didn't have like the resources to keep like you know shooting it, and so um, there's a few few takes in the movie where it's just like, is that, that maybe maybe we could have given that one just a couple more goes, but maybe they you know maybe they did give it a couple more goes, and that was just the best one. So um, 
yeah, it's either, neither here nor there. That's uh, me just nitpicking. But yeah, it's definitely definitely a cool movie to watch. You should pick it up. At least rent it. Come on, it's October. Um, watch some scary movies. Uh, I love watching scary movies during this time of year. It just gets me in the mood. Gets me in that fall mood. I just love fall. I love I love October. I love Halloween. Then I love uh, after Halloween. The in between Halloween and uh, Thanksgiving. I think I like that a little bit more than in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. To be honest with you, um, I like me some Christmas. I've come around on Christmas music. It used to just drive me insane. But uh, I'm a, I like it now. As long as it's after Thanksgiving, I like Christmas music. But uh, anything before then, it's too soon, bro. It's too soon. So I am at work, and I'm going to finish up this second part. Uh, what to see what I got going on in my life. Uh, I know I said a couple episodes ago um, that I would uh, be having book three done. Um, a new daybreak by October. Hey guys, it's still October, so get off my back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, working on it in my free time, you know. I'm giving it, giving it what I got, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's gonna be, if if it is out by October, it'll probably be just, uh, just ebook. Um, just because the paperback just takes a little bit more time for for formatting. Uh, but that's what happens when you're just a self-published author and, and you're, you're all by your lonesome. Uh, but I'm not really by my lonesome. Uh, I've got some good uh, people to collaborate with and help out. And uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty good. Um, I got an author event coming up in November, November 9th, which is a Saturday. Uh, I believe it's uh, 10 to 5. And it'll be at our, uh, it'll be at Savannah Coffee Roasters, which is a Local, local coffee roasters here in Savannah and be me and a bunch of other authors and uh, yep we'll just be hanging out signing books um, it's a free event uh, you're available to just walk in there which you can if you're just hanging out downtown which I would recommend spending a Saturday downtown um, especially in this cool fall weather it'll feel great you can walk around get you some coffee pick you up some books um, do a bunch of fun things and all that stuff uh, it's it's right downtown, and you can you can just walk in. It'd be it'd be pretty dope. So I think that's all I got going on. Uh, I don't I don't know if that was really much of uh, a review. I feel like I covered more stuff yesterday, but um, uh, yeah, you know what? That's just the the beauty of technology. Sometimes stuff just accidentally deletes itself. Phone looking at you, uh, but yeah. So that's. I guess that's it, guys. Um, yeah, and sorry about this episode being so late. You know, technical difficulties, stuff happens. It'd be like that sometimes, y'all. Um, have a good week. Uh, I'll see you next week with a, with a new episode. Uh, I'm supposed to be getting with uh, Tyson. I think we're supposed to hang out this weekend. Um, I got to check on that. So we're, we're going to supposed to be recording uh, the second part of Tyson versus the zombie apocalypse. Uh, so that'll be coming soon. Uh, so I will see you then and talk to you later.
Hey everybody, this is Josh. Hey, um, so if you are an indie author or self-published author and uh, you're looking for a way to get your book out there, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in uh, doing some sponsorships for your book or your book series or, you know, whatever whatever you're doing out there, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm self-published, as you guys have probably heard listening to the podcast, and so uh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like trying to get your work out there. It's kind of hard to uh, find outlets for that sometimes, especially when it's just you. It's just you, one company of uh, one person. So... Uh, if you are interested in, in doing some ads, some advertisements on the Savannah Zombie Podcast, you can reach me a number of ways. You can leave me a message here on Anchor FM if that's the app you're using to listen to this. Or you can just shoot me an email at josh at com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you and uh, looking forward to helping out.